Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Thursday, March 19th. I am Kyle Hillier. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Xbox Series X had a release date for a little while yesterday. Square Enix eases some confusion around Final Fantasy VII Remake delays. The White House asks for gamers to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Untitled Goose Game takes home the big GDC award. And MapleStory 2 is shutting down unexpectedly. Xbox Series X mistakenly had a release date yesterday. Nestled among all the PlayStation news yesterday, it seemed for a moment that Microsoft had pulled a fast one by revealing the Xbox Series X's release date, but it turned out to either be a mistake or Microsoft just didn't realize that people would run with the date. Kellen Beck from Mashable reported on the story, noting that on the bottom of Xbox's website for the console, it read, Coming Thanksgiving 2020, which made it safe to assume that, pending any unforeseen delays, the Xbox Series X would release on November 26th. But that appeared to be a mistake. Beck wrote for Mashable, When we reached out to confirm the console's release date, a Microsoft spokesperson said, An Xbox product page in some regions inaccurately listed the launch date for Xbox Series X as Thanksgiving 2020. We are committed to launching holiday 2020. So, the window is still certainly open for a November 26th release date, considering the ambiguous holiday 2020 release window, but it probably won't be on Thanksgiving Day. As a point of reference, the Xbox One released on Friday, November 22nd, 2013. The Xbox 360 released on Tuesday, November 22nd, 2005. And the original Xbox released on Thursday, November 15th, 2001. So, my somewhat arbitrary guess for Xbox Series X is that it will release on Friday, November 20th of this year. And whether I am right or wrong when the release date is announced, I can play this clip back to congratulate myself for being right or make fun of myself for being wrong, you idiot. Square Enix releases a statement about potential Final Fantasy VII shipping delays. In the recent days, players who pre-ordered the Final Fantasy VII Remake from retailers like Amazon have been getting emails that their order has been cancelled, which prompted folks to, understandably, worry that the game was being delayed. But that's not entirely the case, thankfully. Square Enix tweeted a statement yesterday to explain what is happening. Here's the statement. Due to the extraordinary circumstances the world is facing with the COVID-19 pandemic, We want to update you on how this will impact the forthcoming release of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Our priority is the well-being and safety of our fans and customers, taking into account regional government and World Health Organization advice. The worldwide release of Final Fantasy Remake on April 10th will go ahead. However, with the unforeseen changes in the distribution and retail landscape, which varies across countries, it is increasingly likely that some of you will not get a hold of your copy of the game on the release date. We are monitoring the situation on a daily basis and working with our partners, 
retailers and Square Enix teams across Europe and the Americas to do everything we can to ensure as many of you as possible can play the game on April 10th. We want to keep you updated ahead of the release and intend to post again this Friday, March 20th, with any further news, so please stay tuned to our official channels. I will, of course, keep an eye out for that update, and we can talk about it here, if in fact it happens before I start recording. And hopefully this does not affect the digital release of the game, but if you are committed to a physical copy of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, there is a chance you might have a hard time tracking it down. The game releases on Friday, April 10th for PlayStation 4. The White House calls on millennials who figured out speedrunning to assist with the COVID-19 pandemic. This is perhaps one of the strangest video game-related stories to come out during this whole COVID-19 situation. Yesterday, during a White House coronavirus task force news conference, Dr. Deborah Burks stepped up to the mic to request the assistance of video game speedrunners to help combat the virus. When I saw this headline yesterday, I really thought it was a joke headline from like The Onion or The Hard Drive, which is a fantastic site you should be following, by the way. But it's a real thing that was really said. Here's the audio directly from Dr. Deborah Burks. So again, I'm going to call on that generation that's part of that group that brought us innovation, particularly throughout all of their ability to look around corners and skip through games. Um, I always went level by level. I didn't realize that you could go from level three to level seven. Um, that's what they've taught us. They look for things that we don't see. We need them to be healthy. Ethan Gotch reported on the strange request for Kotaku, writing, it's unclear which game Burks was talking about. Maybe Super Mario Brothers 3. The remark came after Dr. Burks cited unspecified reports out of France and Italy that many young people have fallen seriously ill due to coronavirus. She went on to speculate that this may be the result of younger people thinking the virus is only dangerous to older people and those with pre-existing medical conditions. I honestly get what she's saying here, even though it was you know, a little strange, and maybe it was smart of her to take this weird approach. It certainly got my attention. Maybe fighting COVID-19 really can be, like uncovering that debug R-Wing that speedrunners found in The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time recently. Untitled Goose Game takes home Game of the Year awards at the 2020 Developer's Choice Awards. GDC was originally planned to happen this week, but of course it was canceled due to COVID-19 concerns, but the organization still held its annual Game Developer's Choice Awards ceremony, by way of virtual live stream, and House House's Untitled Goose Game took home the Big Game of the Year award. The Game Developer's Choice Awards is a series of awards voted on by editors at Gamasutra and members of the International Choice Awards Network, which is an invitation-only group made up of leading creators from across the industry. Other winners include Control from Remedy Games, which won Best Technology, Audio, and Visual Art, Disco Elysium won Best Narrative and Best Debut, Baba Is You won the Innovation Award and Best Design. Vader Immortal won Best AR VR Award, even though it should have gone to Pistol Whip, in my personal opinion. And What the Golf won Best Mobile Game instead of Grindstone, which must have just been some kind of odd mistake. And Sky Children of the Light won the Audience Award. I'm glad the accolades were still awarded, despite the cancellation of GDC. Our ability to congregate in large groups has been diminished, with the nationwide quarantine, but that doesn't mean we should stop celebrating games. We're probably playing more than ever right now. And by the way, Untitled Goose Game, 
it's not a co-op game, but it is some of the most fun I've had playing a game with my family. So if you're looking for something to play with your kids while they're social distancing themselves from school, I would definitely check it out. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Maple Story 2 is shutting down less than two years after launch. MapleStory 2, the colorful free-to-play MMO sequel that launched in 2018, has unfortunately not managed to find the same success as its predecessor and will be going offline on May 27th. The closure was announced on the game's official website, where it reads, Dear Maplers, with extremely heavy hearts, we are deeply saddened to inform you that we will be closing down the global MapleStory 2 service on May 27th. 2020. We are forever grateful for your patience and dedication to MapleStory 2 as we tried to rework the game, starting with Project New Leaf, but ultimately we've decided that we will not be able to provide the type of service that would live up to your expectations. We took a hard look at the current state of the game and its future roadmap, and sadly reached the conclusion that it would be difficult to maintain long-term continuation of the game while remaining true to what made MapleStory 2 your MapleStory 2. To talk about the disappointing closure, I decided to chat with the biggest mapler I know, video producer at Game Informer magazine, Leo Vader. Leo Vader, thanks for calling in. Yeah, happy to. Yeah, uh, I have bad news for you. Uh, your beloved Maple Story 2 is shutting down. Were you aware? I wasn't aware until you hit me up for this. <laughs> Ruined my whole day. I'm so sorry that I am <laughs> the one that revealed this to you. I, I assumed you would be like on top of it and know that Maple Story 2 is shutting down and would be very sad about it already. No, I haven't played that game in a while. I have a lot of fond memories with it, and I put like 80 hours into it the year it came out and then dropped off. But that game was pretty special, and it's a shame it didn't catch on or really figure out what it was doing. Yeah, what I mean, what was it? Because you're honestly the only person I know, which is why I reached out to you, who got into it in a big way. Like, what was it that was interesting about that game? Why did you get into it so much? Uh, there was a lot of player-created content in it. Like, people were making their own designs for clothes that you could buy with the in-game currency. People were designing their own homes, and you had actual plots of land for your homes to be on. And so you could just walk around the giant world and just go into everybody's houses and see what they were working on. And some people just had these intricately designed, beautiful houses. And there was, like... <laughs> there were musical instruments where you could play MIDI tracks, like me and my friends synchronized playing bob on Battlefield on a bunch of different instruments on stage in front of like 20 people doing dance emotes. 
I was I purely farmed and built my place, and apparently this game is like Diablo or something, but I never touched any of that. You can <laughs> so avoid the combat and just do like weird goofy stuff with the community. Along with the announcement of it shutting down, I guess like a battle royale mode was implemented, which was controversial. <laughs> yeah. I guess people didn't like it. Did you touch that at all? Were you aware of that? Mushroom Royale. No, I didn't. I didn't touch it. I didn't dare. So I mean, why why do you think it's shutting down? I mean, I guess for you, you hit a point where you kind of lost interest. Do you think that, why did that happen? Why didn't, why don't you think you uh, stayed committed like a true mapler, Leo? <laughs> well, you know, I just, it kind of ran its course with me. I was checking in every day because you can only level up your farming a certain amount each day. So there was a while where it was like the peaceful thing to do was to come in and just gather these plants, do my little thing. But I don't know. I guess other games rolled in, Stardew Valley and things like that. But I feel like the problem that game has, reading from the subreddit, is all of these, like, it may as well be the Division subreddit. It's people talking about, like, min-maxing, and they're so pissed off that they changed these stats or whatever for this endgame raid. And it's all these things that I never cared to even participate in. So I don't know, maybe if they leaned more into what made it more unique and charming versus trying to be, like, an action MMO, maybe that would have done better for him. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to me that you just, you, you just really, literally, you put 80 hours in this game and you didn't ever really go dabble in combat much? I, d- I would say I dabbled. That is exactly the word I would use for my participation in the combat. But there's like all these world goals of exploring different parts of the map and it would be like, go to this map and sit down for six minutes. <laughs> it's like all these things where it's like, you can just dodge every single enemy and go do these fun activities. Okay. Like sitting. So... Are you at all disappointed that it's shutting down since you've kind of backed away from the game? I am. I feel like there could have been updates that would have gotten me back into it. Like I could have gotten excited about it again for for what it was. But I think it's it's just so soon. It's less than two years after it came out. I think we're good because I asked you if you were sad and um, (laughs) and that's all I want. Yeah, here's a clean one. I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> Use that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, is there anything you want to plug over at Game Informer, Leo? You guys have Resident Evil 3 on the cover. That's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. Uh, we're all working from home now, but we're going to be doing a bunch of fun streams, and my first review will be out soon. Oh, that's exciting. Cool. Well, hey, thanks so much for calling in. And I'm sorry that I was the one that had to break the Maple Story news to you. I didn't mean for that to happen. You know, at the end of the day, I'm glad I heard it from a friend. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you, Leo. Thank you. Leo Vader is a video producer at Game Informer Magazine and is also genuinely one of the funniest people I know. It's frankly frustrating how consistently funny he is. That's it for gaming news today. There was some little stuff that isn't really worth discussing in a full segment, Peter Dalton, the CTO of Bluepoint Games, the studio that made the fantastic remake of Shadow of the Colossus for PlayStation 4, tweeted ahead of the big PlayStation 5 panel yesterday, Don't miss it. I know that I won't. Which folks ran with thinking that Bluepoint Games' next game, which the studio has been teasing as some kind of remake of a major game, would be shown or teased during the panel. That didn't happen, but Mark Cerny did show some blueprints of a castle, and some folks are thinking maybe it was a castle from Demon's Souls, and maybe Bluepoint is remaking Demon's Souls, which has been rumored for a while. I actually am in the camp of thinking Bluepoint might be working on that, and it would be very cool, but I think that in this instance, that those conspiracy theories don't really line up. 
The Resident Evil 3 demo is out today, and I streamed the full thing this morning. You can find the archive on my YouTube channel tomorrow or my Twitch channel right now. But it's great. It's not the very beginning of the game, but rather an early point in the game. And you do encounter Nemesis, which I didn't expect in the demo. And he super sucks, but in like a scary, intimidating way. I was very proud of myself for having only been killed by him once over the course of the demo. We'll see where the final game lands, but in the demo, I ended up with a lot of ammo, which I was surprised about, and there are some secrets, like an optional safe, and there are 20 bobbleheads you can find, which I assume leads to something special if you find them all. I only found two, and I thought I was keeping a pretty close eye out for them. I was really surprised when it said there were 20 when I finished the demo. I would check it out if you're at all interested in Resident Evil 3. You can go ahead and download the beta for Resident Evil Resistance 2, but that won't be live for a couple days. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. I always appreciate that. You can also check out my Twitch account, which I plugged earlier. I'm playing Black Mesa. I took a break to play Resident Evil 3, but I'm about halfway through Black Mesa, the Half-Life remake right now. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.